following program is produced by the Align in the Sound team. If you like what you hear, please stick around at the end of the show. To find out more, contact us and contribute towards a positive future. I'm joined on the phone by Jenny Weber from the Huon Valley Environment Centre. How are you going, Jenny? Good, thank you very much. Excellent, excellent. Uh, now, I guess um, I guess to start off, um, where where is the Huon Valley? So Huon Valley is south of Hobart. Huonville is a logging town which is 45 minutes south of Hobart and surrounding Huonville is some beautiful valleys of uh, Lucaston and a mountain river and Judbury and they're just um, really nice sort of uh, forested valleys where people live and then what you have right through the middle of Huonville is a majestic river called the Huon River. Now the Huon River runs up to uh, the southern forests of Tasmania and, um, you know, the Picton River, the Weld River, all runs into the Huon River. Yeah, right. So you're down in the, down in the southeast of Tasmania. Can you describe the, the southeast of Tasmania to me? What, what's, what's it like down there? Well, south, southwest, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're in, the, we're in the southwest corner of uh, Tasmania. However, what we're, there's a little strip of where people live, and then the majority of the southwest of Tasmania is the Tasmanian Wilderness World Heritage Area. Uh, with amazing places, you know, such as the Eastern Arthurs and the Western Arthurs, where Federation Peak is, and, you know, some beautiful mountainous regions of uh, Western Tasmania that is protected as World Heritage Area. Now, uh, the Huon Valley runs along the um, eastern boundary of that World Heritage Area, and we've got a beautiful uh, river that runs out to the coast, and out on the coast we've got Bruni Island, and then the river, Huon River, runs straight through the forest and all the rivers that run into the um, Huon River are flanked by tall eucalyptus forests uh, that run um, down to the riverside and are up for logging. They're threatened, the tall eucalyptus forests, the threatened forests of southern Tasmania and then you have the rivers flow into the World Heritage Area and so you've got some amazing rivers here that are wild and, you know, beautiful, clean, crisp water. However, unfortunately, they're running through forests that are, are seeing large-scale logging practices. Mm, but aren't they, aren't they up against the World Heritage Area, full of, full of trees over there as well? So you've got uh, the forests that are bordering the World Heritage Area. Now, the thing is, is that the forests that are inside the World Heritage Area are, are not forests that Forestry Tasmania or the government would like to log. Um, there are different types of species in some cases. There are um, forests that are inaccessible due to the fact that they're um, on, on peaks or on ridges. Um, what we do have in Tasmania that we find in the southern Tasmania is that you have mountaintops and buttongrass plains that are protected in the World Heritage Area. And the World Heritage Boundary ends where the tall eucalyptus forest starts. Now, those tall eucalyptus forests still have world heritage values that have been recognised by a number of different experts, including the IUCN. However, they're not protected because they're more valuable to the state government uh, for logging. Mm. Now, you mentioned they're tall. How tall are they? So, we have some of the uh, tallest trees in the world. Um, eucalyptus regnans, which you'll find are largely in uh, the southern forests over in the Sticks and the Florentine, um, and then, you know, in the places like the World Valley, some of the tallest flowering plants in the world. 
and um, then you've also got trees that you know range between 50 to 80 meters, 80 meters tall. I mean, beautiful, incredible, tall, giant eucalyptus forests that we have in Tasmania, and the southern forests are the beacon for those forests. Right. Uh, so I guess uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Forestry Tasmania. Who, who owns them? So Forestry Tasmania is the state government agency. Now um, they're a government business enterprise, so they they act as sort of like a corporation. However, they are part of the government. They run at a loss of many millions of dollars every single year. They are consistently subsidised by the state government and. They are mismanaging Tasmania's ancient forests. They are a major problem in Tasmania. However, they trump themselves as being, uh, you know, the the community partnership, uh, the actual friends of the forests. They trump themselves as having world's best practice. However, what Forestry Tasmania is is, is they are the agent of the large-scale clear felling and uh, burning of Tasmania's uh, ancient forests where we still have the practices in Tasmania where they can clear fell very steep slopes, uh, they can clear fell large-scale areas, they can clear fell areas which are home to endangered species, and then they fly over them in helicopters and drop napalm-like substances and burn them every autumn. So Forestry Tasmania is at the helm of the logging industry and they are the state government agency that manages the forest and uh, gives out the contracts for people to log them. Right, so uh, they, they actually napalm the forest in the autumn, so in autumn it would be fairly dry. Is that a decent sized fire when they do that? The regeneration burns that happen in Tasmania are shocking. The uh, situation in the Huon Valley, for example, has been where our forestry Tasmania has given warnings to people to stay inside and close their windows and doors if they suffer from asthma due to the, the poor air quality. The regeneration burns send an enormous big plume of smoke up into the air which can then blanket the, south, the entire south of Tasmania and also the Hobart area. Uh, these forest regeneration burns happen across Tasmania by Forestry Tasmania. The uh, environment movement has started to call them waste disposal burns because Forestry Tasmania likes to say that they are actually necessary for their um, world's best practice and they're necessary to regenerate the forest. However, the opinion of the environment movement is, is that we see that a very large quantity of forest is left on the forest floor. Timber that can be... Um, that timber that was once ancient forest, such as sassafras, myrtles, uh, celery top pines, ancient rainforest species can be left on the forest floor while the uh, large quantity of eucalypts are going to um, veneer or wood chips. And so these regeneration burns, which we are now calling waste disposal burns, are lit and then all this is burnt and so then it makes way for the new seedlings to grow up as they are um, reseeding these forests to grow for uh, what they would call, uh, you know, what well, what we find in Tasmania is that people say, you know, the forests grow back and they're like an orchard, so they grow back like an orchard and then they have an 80-year rotation where they hope to log them again in 80 years. Right, okay. Um, now, I know here in New South Wales and, and the parts surrounding us here between Canberra and the coast, 
uh, I guess the, the New South Wales State Forest Mob here are, are desperately looking for new markets for their wood chips. Is it a similar sort of thing down there? Just recently, as the last couple of days, what we've found in Tasmania is that there's been a revelation by the state government that Artec, which is the only export wood chipping company in Tasmania, has just uh, postponed two shipments of wood chips because of the downturn in the market and because they don't have a customer for those uh, wood chip chips to be going anywhere. It's um, been a very big change in Tasmania's forest industry since Guns is no longer a receiving timber from native forests and they have closed down their wood chip mills across Tasmania. And, but we still have been seeing uh, ancient forest logs and the timber from those forests going to the north for Arctic. Furthermore, what's been a tragedy in Tasmania in the past couple of weeks is that the state government uh, handed out a subsidy of $1.8 million to the industry to transport logs from the south of Tasmania to the north of Tasmania to this Artec wood chipping plant uh, because the industry was crying poor and saying they didn't have enough money to transport these logs. And now we're seeing those logs turn up as wood chips and left to rot on the wharf in the north of Tasmania because there isn't actually a market for these wood chips. What is a very big concern and what the New South Wales forest campaigners share as a concern and we work in solidarity together is that there is the potential across the globe for our native forests to turn up as uh, native forest wood chips to be exported for biomass. And we know that in China and in Japan they are uh, using uh, different sorts of native forests for biomass. And we're very concerned that that information still needs to be uncovered and it still needs to be made clear about whether or not our Australian native forests are being turned into pellets for burning for electricity so people can power their homes across the globe. So this is very uh, a worrying future that we could see in Australia's forest industry and it's definitely a future that the Australian forest industry is promoting as being a renewable future and a way to move forward as an innovative way to uh, use Australia's forest. And it definitely is not biomass burning of uh, native forests would be a huge tragedy for the um, Australian community and and Australia's native forests. Yeah, is there any news on what they're doing locally? I mean, um, yeah, you mentioned the biomass burning overseas. Are they still planning on doing it uh, here in Australia? So a big move that was um, quite uh, a victory for the Australian forest was that at the recent announcement by the federal government that wood-fired power stations are not going to be eligible for renewable energy certificates and we should be very thankful to the Australian Greens for their work in the federal parliament for achieving that. However, what may happen in the future is that despite... Um, renewable energy certificates not being able to be gained for wood chip exports or the use of biomass, then we still may see that in Australia's forest industry's future. And here in Tasmania, there is a biomass plant that has all the approvals down here in our backyard in the Huon Valley, out at the site where the Tar and uh, Malaysian logging company already has a veneer mill. Now, there is a proposed biomass plant there, and and is involved in looking to maybe fund the development of that biomass plant. Taan has a biomass plant in Sarawak already that they run and they've expressed their interest in having that as a future 
prospect for them here in the Huron Valley as well. And so that's something that the Huron Valley Environment Centre is completely aware of and we're keeping a close, watchful eye on whether or not the um, biomass plant here goes ahead. Now, the thing about that, though, is it has been many years now that it's been had its approvals and it hasn't been able to succeed in getting any companies to invest in it. So we're yet to see whether or not that comes to fruition. Yeah, and we certainly hope it doesn't. So I think Guns has, uh, has pulled out of native forests and um, has anybody come in to replace them? So Guns Limited has pulled out of native forest logging in Tasmania, which is very significant. And it means that uh, Tribunna Wood Chip Mill is closed. Uh, the two wood chip mills in the north of the state are closed and their very large sawmill has closed down. Now, a company that has been around uh, since before Guns left the industry anyway, but is now replacing them as the major driver for native forest logging, is Tar Ann. Now, Tar Ann is not the is not the logging operation. They actually received the timber from Forestry Tasmania. They have two veneer mills, one in Smithton, which receives timber from the northeast and the northwest, including the Tarkine, and one in the Huon, which receives uh, timber from the south of the state. And Ta'an is a Malaysian logging company who have set up their two veneer mills in Tasmania to take advantage of the PEFC certified timber that is supplied to them. And they export the timber as veneer to Malaysia where they uh, make it into plywood and export it then to Japan and Europe where it's sold for uh, mainly flooring products. Right, who was that certified by? Uh, it's PEFC, which certifies AFS, which is the Australian Forestry Standard. And so the problem with PEFC, which there's been a recent report that's been released by a number of different international organisations about the problem with PEFC, and uh, it does not protect Tasmania's old growth and high conservation value forests, uh, and it doesn't protect the same sorts of forests around the world. And PEFC represents a less rigor rigorous form of certification that uh, FSC certification can provide. Uh, while FSC certification is, is not the ideal either, a PEFC is actually worse. And the problem with PEFC is that it fails to protect people's rights and uh, lacks independence, and it also does not guarantee well-managed forests. Right. Um so there was a uh, there was a case against uh, Huon Valley and, and a few of the people in there called the uh, the Guns Twenty a while ago. That's wound up. Is there any any more sort of actions like that still ongoing? Or? So very recently, the Chiabunna Thirteen were being sued by Guns up until about six months ago. However, that has also recently been uh, settled by Guns and the defendants, and so there is now no longer any uh, litigation processes going on against protesters in Tasmania by logging companies. Right, and of course in the news lately there's been a, uh, well, a, a moratorium on, on logging in, in proposed reserve areas. Am I anywhere near the ball there? So there is no moratorium in Tasmania's forests. There was a moratorium that was promised by Tony Burke 
the Federal Environment Minister and David Bartlett, who was our ex-Premier. Now, that moratorium was promised uh, last December, 12 months ago, and it was meant to be in place by March 2011. That date passed and logging was still occurring in high conservation value forests. These high conservation value forests, 572,000 hectares, have been identified by ENGOs to be protected as uh, informal legislative protection. Furthermore, we had Prime Minister Gillard and the new Premier of Tasmania, uh, Lara Giddings. They made an announcement in August 2011 that 430,000 hectares of these nominated uh, high conservation value forests would be given immediate informal protection. Still yesterday, the Huon Valley Environment Centre was conducting a protest in a logging area in the far south of Tasmania, where logging has commenced since August 2011. It is in the 430,000 hectares of nominated reserves, and we're seeing a number of these uh, coops across Tasmania continue to be logged. There is no moratorium and there's no immediate protection in informal reserves. And the Huon Valley Environment Centre, along with a number of different grassroots groups, are asking for please explain and enough is enough. Uh, we've had enough promises. We need to see action on the ground in the forest. Yeah, okay. Uh, if people are coming down that way, or even if they're not coming down that way, how, how would they uh, either get in touch or, or lend a hand to... Um Huon Valley Environment Centre in their, in their work against this, uh, this chopping. So an exciting uh, milestone this year that the Huon Valley Environment Centre is reaching is their 10th birthday. Uh, we will um, be celebrating a decade of forest defence, which is a huge uh, milestone for a small uh, grassroots environmental organisation in southern Tasmania. And in January, we have a three-day music and arts festival that we're holding in southern Tasmania and we're inviting people to come from all over Australia to help celebrate with us. We will also have a number of direct action campaigns and art exhibitions that people can become involved in. Uh, if you can't come to Tasmania, those art exhibitions, uh, we have an annual art exhibition called World Echo and we invite people from all over Australia to submit their art and we exhibit it in a fantastic gallery in Hobart where people can join us and uh, be inspired by the work we've done over the past 10 years and create an art piece of artwork that uh, is inspired by the Huon Valley Environment Centre and Tasmania's Southern Forest. And we sell that artwork and it raises money for our campaign. Furthermore, we have had uh, a number of campaigns over the past 12 months where we've worked with Still Wild, Still Threatened, and Code Green, and we've engaged in some fantastic uh, direct actions. Now, we've recently made some films, and so we're launching those films, and people around Australia are able to show those films just in their lounge room with a few friends, or um, they can even go as far as having an event, a film night, which is a great thing to event. If anyone's ever organised a party, you could organise a film night. It'd be pretty straightforward. And in your local town or city, you could have a film night and show our films, and that's a way that you can raise awareness and uh, much-needed funds for the Huon Valley Environment Centre. So they can contact us through our website, which is huon.org, and, uh, yeah, get involved in our campaign because it's uh, really, we're really close, we hope, to protecting some 
very large tracts of ancient forest down here. And we also, in another way, have a long way to go and we need all the support we can to continue our campaign to highlight the need to protect native forests in Tasmania as a way to take real action on climate change and uh, mitigating greenhouse gas emissions, which we really see as um, you know, a straightforward way to take real action on climate change is protecting native forests. Great. Well, that sounds good. Uh, for those for those up this way who might be planning to come down, what what date was that festival on? So the festival is the twentieth, twenty first, and twenty second of January. So it's a three day festival, and then we'll be uh, carrying out quite a few different uh, events over the last two weeks of January and the first uh, two weeks of February. So. Um, any time during that, that people want to come to Tasmania and join in our campaign. Um, and of course, in support of Still Wild, Still Threatened, anyone out there who's just looking for a really nice way to spend their summer uh, or any time in their summer, there's a permanent blockade down here at the Florentine Valley that's been there for five years and it's a great place for people to live amongst the trees for a couple of weeks or even longer if you wanted to, or even just a night is a really nice support thing to do in a way to spend some time amongst the giants of Tasmania's southern forest. Nice one. Jenny Weber from the Huon Valley Environment Centre, thank you very much. Cool. Thank you so much, Scotty. It's great. You have been listening to an episode of A Line in the Sound, the podcast made by Co-ops, Commons and Communities Canberra, Co-Canberra for short, the New Economy Network of Australia, or NINA, and radio behind the lines from Community Radio 2XX 98.3 FM in Canberra, Australia. Co-Canberra is working towards a cooperative Commonwealth. Our work builds strong communities, extensive commons, and a network of climate cooperatives. The New Economy Network of Australia is a network of individuals and organisations working to transform Australia's economic system so that achieving ecological health and social justice are the foundational principles and the primary objectives of the economic system. Behind the Lines has been running for well over 30 years on Canberra's oldest community radio station, 2XX. We do extended interviews with anyone who's trying to make the world a better place. All three are volunteer-run, so if you like what you heard on this episode, join us and become the media. To join up with the New Economy Network of Australia, sign up at neweconomy.org.au. To help out with Behind the Lines, or to help our editing team finish off a mountain of good Australian New Economy info, which includes editing training, contact us at BehindTheLines98.3 at gmail.com and see 2XFM.org.au where you can subscribe, donate and volunteer to Australia's only alternative voice, Community Radio. If you're not in Canberra, there's definitely one near you. To help out with CoCanberra, contact us at info at cocanberra.org.au That's C-O-C-A-N-B-E-R-R-A dot org dot A-U or come along to our monthly meetups, which we share with Nina Canberra Regional Hub, where we explore any and all aspects of the new economy. Find out what we're up to at cocanberra.org.au. And finally, if you want to help fund me, Scotty, to go full-time with this and lots of other related work, look up LiberaPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, and search for Community Supported Scotty. From there, you can find out about all my other projects and donate to help create a new, appropriate economy. Thanks.